Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Good Conversations, a podcast where we celebrate the life experiences, passions, and skills of everyone and anyone. My name is Iris and today I have the pleasure of interviewing my good friend Candice and we'll be talking about long-distance relationships and Christ-centered relationships. So Candice, for those that don't know you, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure thing! Hey everyone, my name is Candice and I am currently an MOT student at UBC. I'm really looking forward to graduating next year, but I'm actually from Seattle, Washington, and I spent most of my life there. So Seattle native, if anyone else listening is from there, woo, go Seattle lights. <laughs> um, let's see, what else about me? I am, I would say I'm pretty passionate about sports in general, especially gymnastics and pole vaulting, which are two things I hold really dear to my heart and I grew up doing. Um, But other than that, you will find me as a person who loves to spend spare time maybe walking through grocery stores. It's more like a leisure activity for me to see what's there. I'm not there to shop, I'm there to look, but it's a good time looking. And I love, (laughs) I love anything carbs and definitely a bread enthusiast. So if you ever want to, you know, drink a cup of coffee over a nice croissant or something, like, I'm your girl. (laughs) Amazing. Love that. Okay, so I understand that you and your partner are currently doing long distance, and you have done long distance Mm -hmm. in the past. Can you tell me about how that's been for you? Yeah, for sure. So me and my boyfriend have been doing long distance for about a year now. Um, it started when I moved to Vancouver for school, and there has definitely been ups and downs through it all, but I would say that it's definitely been a time period in relationship that's been full of growth and it challenges that helped us get to know each other better and the way we operate and to kind of see how we overcome these issues together. And it's definitely been a really rewarding um, experience for us both as well. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. Yeah, so you mentioned that you've experienced a lot of growth through your long distance relationship. Could you expand on that? Like, when, what ways do you feel that you've both grown in your relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be brutally honest here, but I think after about a year in our relationship, I, I think I just grew pretty comfortable being around him. And not that that's a bad thing, but I did revolve a lot of my, I would say, like, maybe my schedule, my life, and just even maybe, like, emotions and stuff, like, around him, and really used to doing things together, so moving away and having that long distance kind of forced me to really, I don't think gaining independence is the right word, but more so, like, oh, kind of learning to do stuff by myself, and that's okay to do some things alone, um because I'm definitely not too much of an alone person (laughs) yeah I definitely feel like you know in the beginning of a relationship especially when two people are in the same city and you guys can hang out super easily it's so easy to kind of begin to do everything with the person and you might not even notice it you just it's just what you want to do so Mm -hmm. yeah like I think I would love to go do even errands like I like to always have somebody to do them with and like someone to do them or someone to do things for and so this was just a little bit more different and like finding a different drive and motivation for things too and just knowing that it's 
I can still survive like <laughs> by myself. Um, not that I don't love him or anything, but if he's watching, <laughs> but you get what I mean. <laughs> so can you tell me a little bit more about that process when you started your long distance? What were some of the challenges that you experienced? Mm-hmm. Um, I think honestly, one of the biggest challenges is definitely communication. That might sound like something that you have heard a million times. Everyone says in relationships, communication is key, but for sure that is key because now we weren't able to physically like see each other in person. So how do we communicate? How often do we communicate? And that's all stuff that we kind of had to fine tune and figure out at the beginnings of our long distance relationship. And I would say we were very lucky because we have other friends who are going through the same thing or have gone through the same thing. And they've given us a lot of helpful advice of just topics and things to think about beforehand. Um, And we actually watched, I guess it's not watched, but listened to a podcast recommended by one of our friends beforehand, um, which really helped us prepare our hearts and our minds for long distance. And a couple of those questions and thoughts were, um, I think one of them was like, oh, when is the end of it, right? Like, when is the end of long distance? We had to talk talk about that because long distance is not forever. And for us, the goal was to end up together in the same place eventually. So we had, we, the fact that we had a goal and a set time together kind of helps put in perspective of how long and, and how temporary, quote unquote, the, the um, long distance relationship is going to be. Um, another thing that we discussed beforehand was how often is it to talk? Like, what is too much and what is enough for each one of us? Because um, it's, it's going to look different and it's going to feel different when we aren't able to see each other as often. How often should we visit one another? That was also something that we wanted to talk about. Um, mostly because since we are still boyfriend and girlfriend, our families aren't incorporated yet. And we still have our own lives and we want to make sure that we still give time for our family and our friends around us and to not disrupt um, our lives too much either, if that makes sense. And to be able to focus on the things that we are there for in this current stage of life. And for me, it was school and to, this is my one and only experience really ever that I have out of town. Um, my, my boyfriend has had an abroad experience, but I've never had that. And he was very supportive and on the same boat of me really like not feeling bad about going out to go do fun things and meet new friends and um, not worrying too much about all the time of having to like talk to him or everything. Like, and I think that gave both of us a lot of freedom and knew what to expect in terms of frequency of communication um, and like what to do when we're like separated. Um, so the, I hope that like gives you a, kind of like an idea of like, I think talking those out before we started long distance really helped most of whatever challenges we would come across, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was super inspiring. I guess personally, I've never had to do this talk in my life. And I, I definitely know a lot of friends that have are preparing for long distance or are doing long distance. And I feel like your these four steps were very comprehensive on things that are very important for you to figure out, like the end 
you know, when is the end date of your long distance, the frequency of talking and visiting. And also I, my favorite thing that you said was to remember to focus on why you're there and why you're doing the long distance and actually truly gain the most you can out of that experience. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely feel like, I mean, I met you through your, you know, <laughs> moving to Vancouver and I'm so glad because every time we hung out, you were always super present with me and I never felt like you were ever like, okay, I got to go call my boyfriend mm-hmm. or like my boyfriend, this, my boyfriend, that you were just totally in the moment and I could see you're making the most out of your experience while you're doing this long distance with your partner. Yeah. That's Aww. super awesome. Thanks. Um, I guess during your long distance, what is something that made your relationship fun? Mm, that is such a good question. Um, so we would FaceTime, I think, maybe a few times a week. And so in general, that is one thing that made it fun. And the purpose of those FaceTime calls would be different every time. Like most of them is to to catch up or say goodnight and like update each other in our lives. But once a week, um, it would be the time that we would talk about this book that we were reading. And I think the book that we were reading together is one thing that made it really fun. Um, it gave us an activity to do together apart, even though we were apart, and something to talk about and to learn more about each other and even our different perspectives, if we have any, on certain life topics. And so that, I think, like, that was really important to us. Like, just how can we still grow together, um, like, grow individually, grow closer together as a couple, and, like, grow in our faith as well. Um, so the book thing was one way that we did that, and that was what made it pretty fun for me. <laughs> and then, of course, the weekends, you know, when he would come up those days <laughs> yeah that's so good that he was still within driving distance so that he can come up and visit right he can go home and visit mm-hmm. but I really like that you said you read a book together or and it was some sort of activity that constantly allowed you guys to learn more about each other and mm-hmm. grow together so it didn't become sort of like uh, you kind of just kept updating each other about your days you know but you're still pro- aggressively like growing together with this activity mm-hmm. that's yeah. really awesome yeah and uh we made good use of netflix party so <laughs> yeah yep definitely anybody else going through long distance make use of netflix party it, it makes for really fun movie nights <laughs> apart but you're still watching stuff together which is fun yeah on that note of movie nights did you guys do any sort of date nights during your long distance relationship and if so what did they look like yeah so usually I think it would be different for every other person but for us those date nights were usually like movie nights or when he would actually come up then we would plan like an activity for us to do and that would be very special Mm -hmm. um, and something that we looked forward to and I think that's what kind of helps keep like the 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 like motivation and like faith to keep going on what we're doing with this long distance and things for us to look forward to um really helped with this period Mm -hmm. yeah I guess that's honestly so lucky that you guys were 
again, like, he's able to drive up and there's no, like, planes involved or anything. Mm-hmm. But I guess with current situation going on in the world and you're from, you're from Seattle, you're coming up to Vancouver and the borders are still closed, do you have any alternative plans for maybe your date nights or your fun nights knowing that you guys can't visit each other? Yeah, um, I actually do have a couple ideas right now and looking into meeting up in person in the Peace Arch, if that's possible. And I've seen my friends do it, so maybe hopefully we could do that once every other month or something. Um, but other like cute, fun date night activities would definitely be like cook a meal together over FaceTime and eat it together over FaceTime like it's an actual dinner and have like a dinner conversation. Um, or there's tons of fun online games if you're if you're competitive with your significant other. <laughs> Those are like awesome alternatives to do. And I think for the both of us too, we felt it that it was important that our relationship is not only about us, but we also build relationships with friendships as well. So definitely encouraging group FaceTime calls if possible or with other friends just to make, to check in on them and like and be able to love on other people together as a couple as well. Wow, I really like that. I mean, all of your ideas, but also the last one, where you're mutually kind of hanging out with your friends and you're ta- you're doing group FaceTime calls. I've actually never heard that before for someone doing like long distance as that being a priority. Mm-hmm. So that's really awesome. Do you guys usually do it with like your mutual friends? You guys would all have a group FaceTime? Yeah, so it's kind of mutual friends right now. It's a little bit easier now that I am back in town. So it would be the both of us. And for example, like we'll we'll call my roommate because my roommate hasn't seen him in a long time either. So it's always, it's fun because they know each other, but like they haven't been able to catch up in a long time. And I think everyone right now, especially going through this pandemic, right? Like there's a lot happening and it's always good to phone a friend and see how they're doing. Hmm, that's awesome I want a third wheel you guys one day call me (laughs) you're so welcome to (laughs) um all right so I guess on that note I'm wondering what advice would you give someone who is about to begin their long distance relationship for the first time Mm, um definitely going back to the things I said at the beginning and I'll try to remember all that I said but have a conversation and first of all talk about is there going to be an end to this long distance like it helps to agree that there is an end and it set a date for when that end is mm-hmm. and the second thing is communication um how often are you guys going to talk is it going to be on the phone how often should you expect to hear from me via text how often should we facetime um and think about that i would say think about those questions and maybe even set out a list of questions for the both of you to answer and answer them on your own first. Take a week to think about it and what you think will work well for you and then come together and talk about it and see where the differences lie and how you can compromise and work things out. Um, And the last thing is um, think of something that you can still do together and continue to grow together. Um, Relationships um, and as we grow, it's good to be productive in a relationship too and to help push each other to be a better person and so for example like reading a book together or 
even like completing a Netflix series together, like just things like that. Um, they're fun and it's interesting and it gives you opportunities to learn more about yourself and one another and to grow closer to one another. So those are, those are my top three things, but definitely want to reiterate the whole, like, think about those answers for yourself first and then talk about them together so that you're not influencing one another's, um, thoughts and ideas on it. And also know that those things, you can modify them once long distance really starts and see and fine tune like how it's going to work for the both of you. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's lovely. I really like that. I really like that you you highlighted to talk uh, or kind of figure out that your answers to the questions alone first and not directly talk together because you you might be indirectly influenced and you don't really even know what you want yet because it's, it's such a new experience exactly. but to sort of like process it by yourself first I really like that I think that's really good advice so then on that note you you mentioned that you can modify your preferences for your communication in your long distance relationships specifically did you find that uh, you had a sort of idea in the beginning prior to started and did that change through your long distance relationship Mm-hmm. I think that hasn't changed much. Um, mostly it was how many times we FaceTimed in a week. Um, and so that, that definitely changed a little bit. I say, I think we did, I ended up maybe FaceTiming a little bit more than we thought we would throughout the week, but we did set boundaries on it and made sure to let each other know, um, like, oh, that doesn't work for me today. Like, I'm going to hang out with my friends. And it's like being understanding that like, oh, he has his life there too. I have my life here too with my friends and allowing space for that and those relationships to grow as well. Um, so yeah, I think there was a set time every week though, for sure. And we would always talk on a Sunday night. Like those were our nights that we would talk about our books together, our book, <laughs> like what we learned and what we thought. Um, and also like pray for one another during those days. And so I liked having like that. I think we still appreciate having those like set, at least that one set day of a night, like this is what we do together. Um, and yeah, definitely something that we both looking, look forward to every, every Sunday night. Mm, that's really nice. I feel like you guys have, have a good structure for your long distance relationship that's working for both of you, which is really good to hear. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that, one of the activities that you do on the Sunday night is that you pray for one another. I think that's really beautiful. That leads me to my next question. How, how is Christ centered around your relationship? Yeah. So I think for us, like that, how, how, how do we center Christ in relationship? I think for that, like we're not perfect at it. And I think it's forever going to be something that we will struggle with and have to learn again and better and better ways to do it through different seasons of life. Um, But centering Christ in our relationship for us meant that we were going to put Christ first, put God first before we put each other. And it's definitely really difficult. And like, I will admit that I'm not the best at it. Like I go to him probably more often than I go to God still. Um, Or there's sometimes we fall short to, point each other in the right direction but I think praying together on Sundays um, 
and sometimes more often are praying over the phone for each other really helps remind us um, of like why why are we doing this in the first place and what is our relationship for and and it really helps um, put in perspective that like most things and most problems in this world aren't something that we can help each other fix and there's like God is in control and he's still sovereign over all those problems and I think he does a really great job leading and reminding me of these important truths um, of who God is and who he is in my life and how I can be leaning on him in difficult times and also praising him through all the good times as well. Um, so yeah, I think if, if we're looking for like a one, one example, the prayers on Sundays um, is a really consistent and good way for us to, re to remind ourselves of that in a relationship. Wow, I really like that. Thanks for sharing. Mm. So do you think that your faith in God, both of your faiths in God, has made your relationship stronger and grow? Yes, for sure. Um, I think that our faith in God kind of not only guides our values, and but guides the way we perceive the things in life and the things, um, the things of this world in general. I think in general that has helped our relationship become really strong in the sense that we, like, we trust that God and trust in a God who is loving and who is forgiving and especially shows so much grace and mercy. And those values are carried out throughout our relationship and, and helps us understand and know that we aren't perfect people and that we're both sinners and we're both so, so selfish as human beings. But knowing that a God um, sent a son to die for us, um, despite how ugly and how much we can hurt each other and like do bad things um, and to forgive each other and encourage each other through that has definitely made our relationship stronger and our relationship with God stronger and it's crazy to see like how far we've come and we're still so young and so how much further can this like grow and I'm sure it's infinite and it's it's something that I look forward to seeing like how can we grow and how together like are we going to serve the church the community our friends our families together um with with like this unconditional and like inexplainable type of love that God gives us, right? That we're not perfect at, but definitely like can be used as his hands and feet to touch other people's lives and also touch each other's lives and help each other grow in our face. And um, yeah, so it's it's been a great journey so far. And not to say like, we're not, we're not like always perfect at this, uh, but it's definitely something that we're still learning, um, but it definitely helps so much. And we honestly wouldn't be together if it, weren't forgotten in this time either right so something to really be thankful for every day well that's so beautiful and very encouraging and how you sort of view this your love in serving other people in the future I feel like it's very selfless and and very very encouraging that's really beautiful so I guess I'm wondering then how do you carry forward God's love to you towards your relationship Mm, okay. Um, I think one of them is love is 
not quick to anger. And it comes from that one Bible verse where it talks about love is love is kind, love does not boast, la-da-da. And I think that it's it's definitely like something that I think I've seen like change in both of us and and like shown in between us and the way that we I don't I don't want to use the word fight. We don't really fight. So I think that's like something that we've cultivated and God's really like helped um us through a relationship and to not be quick to anger oh slow to anger that's what it is let's find the word for it but to be slow to anger and to have patience for one another um to hear each other out and understand one another and I think that's really helped with the potential times that we might have been able to get into argument but we don't because we take the time to to really hear each other out and understand one another and then talk about how we can like move forward from this. That's so nice. Yeah, I really, I, I love that verse. And it's always a good reminder when you're feeling a little bit like irritated or kind of angry at your partner to remember like, you know, God, God, God forgives you, God. And love keeps no record of wrongs mm-hmm. and love is always forgiving. And it's just always a good reminder to treat your partner with that, that kind of love and respect no matter how irritated you might feel. And it feels like it's, it's, it's good to ground yourself with that. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I guess the last thing I want to ask you about this is, do you have any advice for, you know, other Christian couples who want to, you know, grow closer to God and grow closer to each other? What are some things that are useful in fostering both of those relationships? Mm. I think remembering um, to seek God's kingdom first and reminding each other of doing that is one of the biggest advices I have. Um, and I want to, like, that is one of the things that drew me to my boyfriend in the very first place, like when we were dating, um, he (laughs) would really encourage me to put my faith first. And I think that made me like love him so much more for that because he knows that he's not the one who can solve most of my problems. And he knows that God holds my world and my life in his hands. It's not him. And so putting God first and seeking him first is really a, an answer to a lot of the things that I go through in a lot of the days. Um, and I think one way that he really helped um, lead us in this way of centering Christ is <laughs> when we would want to hang out or want to go watch a movie together or do any like fun activity first we would always check in with each other like oh did we spend time with god yet today and if not we would do we would do it together or if only one of us did like we'd wait for the other person to finish first before we carried on with any other part of our day um and so that's one way that we did it and i think that definitely man that was really attractive like <laughs> I don't even, that's like one of the most attractive things about him. And it's just crazy how like when you, when you put God first, you just like, I don't know, that is like something that, that can really draw you to a person and to love a person so much more. Um, But yeah, that's, that's, that's the way we did it. And it can definitely look different throughout different couples. Um, But I would say like, for sure, figure out what works for you. And it can always be like a different type of activity that you both enjoy doing as well. So 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I really love that. Oh my gosh, I, I can't wait for your boyfriend to listen to <laughs> this episode because it's so sweet. Thank you for sharing about your long distance relationship and Christ-centered relationship. It's really amazing to hear and I can't wait for you to be back again to share some of your other super cool things like your pole vaulting and gymnastics, like so crazy. I have an athlete friend, guys. <laughs> Um, Thank you so much for having me here, Iris. It was such a pleasure to chat about these things. And yeah, thank you just for your patience to listening, listening to me and my life and also like accepting me and my flaws as well and how I'm still growing in all these things and long distance relationships and Christ-centered relationships too. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.